Coming to you live from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, welcome to Positively West Virginia. I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Today we have a very special special episode for you guys. We're going to be visiting with Cassie Smith. She's the director of the West Virginia Interscholastic Cycling League. Cassie, thanks for being on the show today. Hi, Jim. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I look forward to learning about your story. But but first, let's just uh, tell the folks a little bit about our mission here at Positively West Virginia. Every week, we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you in West Virginia and across the country. Since 2017, our goal is to bring you encouraging and inspiring business stories and even stories from the nonprofit sector each week from right here in the Mountain State. We believe that by encouraging others with the possibilities that entrepreneurship, small business ownership, and even nonprofits can bring, we can encourage and change the direction of West Virginia and keep our young people right here in our state. We love telling these stories that quite frankly, a lot of people never hear about. Our hope is that we uh, help people to realize that you don't have to leave West Virginia to find great business opportunities that are right here in our state. And we wanna encourage people to stay here or even come back here and build a great company or move, move here. If you've left West Virginia, come back and be a part of this amazing small business culture right here in our state. All of our guests are people who are actually getting that done too. They're not just talking about it, they're taking action, they're doing it. And I'm convinced we can all learn from their stories and their experiences. Over the past several years, we've produced more than 300 episodes and Positively West Virginia now is a 501c3 nonprofit organization ourselves. You can learn more about our mission of promoting small business, entrepreneurship, leadership, and even nonprofit sector in West Virginia at PositivelyWV.com. Our guest today is Cassie Smith, as I mentioned. She's the director of West Virginia's Interscholastic Cycling League. Kathy, again, thanks for being on the show. If you guys don't know, Kathy Smith, she lives in Morgantown and has been an avid mountain biker for almost three decades. She has seen how mountain biking has been a positive force in life, both for herself and those around her. Her dream has been to spread that positive influence among the young people of West Virginia. As director of the West Virginia Interscholastic Cycling League, this dream has come true. And she is dedicated to giving back to the cycling community that has given so much to her and to her family. She has led an effort to bring the NICA League to West Virginia and loves utilizing her drive, her talents to teach healthy uh, living to the folks that live here in West Virginia. Again, we invited Cassie on the show to talk about the West Virginia Interscholastic Cycling League to share her story and to talk about the nonprofit organizations she's leading right here in West Virginia. Cassie, thanks again for being on the show with us today. Take a minute and give us the background and tell us a little bit about West Virginia Interscholastic Cycling League. Okay. Uh, thanks again, Jim, for having me and giving me the opportunity to talk about this. It's something I'm yeah. super passionate about. Um, NICA is the National Interscholastic Cycling Association, and it is an umbrella. We are a state uh, organization underneath of that umbrella. And it was, um, NICA was formed in 2009. We actually uh, became a state league in 2017. Wow. So um, we are, you know, under their umbrella, we are a youth mountain bike organization that focuses on building uh, strength, 
strong bodies, mind, and character through the sport of cycling. Um, we focus on 6th through 12th graders, and we have 14 teams throughout the state. Um, you can race if you'd like to race in the fall. We have five races. If you don't want to race, we also have a lot of adventure uh, opportunities, and um, we're all inclusive. No one sits the bench. You know, everyone rides, everyone practices, and then um, you if you would like to race, then you can race. If not, then you don't have to. So that's awesome. It sounds like a heck of a lot of fun too. It is super fun. Um, it's funny because every, for every athlete we get, we normally get one parent that wants to be involved because, you know, they, it's, it's not a sport where you just show up, drop your kid off and then, um, leave. You know, if you want to ride with us, all you have to do is become a level one coach, which is just a background check and then a $25 fee for insurance. And then you're free. You can ride practices with us. That's awesome. Cassie, how did you get started in this? I mean, it sounds like a pretty big <laughs> undertaking. How in the heck did you get started? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> um, I've mountain biked for many years and you know, before I had mountain biking, mountain biking gave me a lot of direction in my life. And so when I heard about NICA, um, I know that the mountain biking is here in the state is fantastic. So I thought, you know, we need it here in West Virginia. Our kids need something. Um, and so I just looked into it. I put an interest meeting out there and about 60 people showed up and I was like, okay, well, wow. we're going to move forward with this. <laughs> yes. 60 people there in Morgantown and they came from all over the state. So I think having the contacts through my years of mountain biking really helped. And so a lot of people showed up, you know, like-minded people and um, we just started forming committees and, you know, we just kept moving forward with it. We had to submit a bid to NICA to see whether they thought we were um, capable of doing the, you know, had the community support, the financial support, and we were, our bid was accepted. So then we did an interview process and um, started in 2017, we did a full year of intense training. And wow. then 2018 was our first season. So, well, it sounds like there's a, a, a great backbone and an infrastructure for the organization, you know, since it's a national part of a national family of, of, of chapters around the country. And, and that gives you a great framework to, to work within. And I love the fact that you've got a, a ton of training in this as well. You know, I want to go back and, and learn a little bit, Cassie, about your story. You know, are you from West Virginia? Talk a little bit about uh, how, what got you to this point. Okay. Yeah. I grew up in um, Virginia and then I was a student at WVU. I went to be, become a teacher. Uh, when I graduated there, I didn't get a job right away. So I started with FedEx and I also found the love of mountain biking. I didn't really ride until college. Um, and so then I just mountain biking, I just fell in love with it. I fell yeah. in love with the state. So I just I'd like, I wanted to live in Morgantown. Um, so then after that, I just, you know, I lived a pretty simple life of working FedEx, riding my bike. And then I would do the local series, the West Virginia Mountain Bike Association, Wavumba. 
And um, I did it for, I'm still doing it, (laughs) but for the past 25 years. And that, I think, build my um, contact. Yeah. You know, I have a lot of contacts just from being around the races because people come from all over the state to do these Wabamba races. Sure. So you've got the background, you've got the education as a, you know, an education degree, thinking about being a teacher. Now you're taking your love of mountain biking, your love of teaching, bringing the two two together in, in the formation in 2017 of the West Virginia Interscholastic Cycling League. Sounds like a, a perfect fit, like everything collided perfectly. Yes, it really did. I mean, before I would think, why am I still racing? Why am I still doing this? But I think now that's my answer. You know, I I feel like, you know, just making the contacts because without these contacts, it would have been super hard to get the volunteers that I needed, the team started, um, and just reaching out, doing the outreach. So I feel like this is my purpose. I'm really fortunate and I'm I'm really excited about being able to have this opportunity. Well, Cassie, let's talk a little bit about um, the thing that you're most excited about for your organization right now, West Virginia Interscholastic Cycling League. What is the thing you're most excited about right now? Just seeing um, all of the kids on bikes. I mean, every time I see, you know, the races aren't our focus, but just seeing so many people or so many kids lining up at the start line, um, just makes me so happy. Um, (laughs) seeing more girls on bikes is awesome. We really focus on trying to get the girls in there because, um, it's about a 25% right now, um, to male to female participation. And it's hard to keep the girls involved after they do start. So, Um, We do have two really awesome GRIT coordinators. GRIT is our girls program. Um, Mia and Jody have done a fantastic job of really recruiting the girls and keeping them interested. And um, that really excites me just because, you know, for years I've done the races and there haven't been many girls participating. And if so, that's usually the same girls. So that's really exciting for me. Yeah, getting getting kids outside, getting them uh, physically active. I think I know that's yes. a big part of what you're all about as well. Uh, but but I feel like and and just listening to you talk about that, I I love that too. I, when I drive in a neighborhood and I see you know kids playing a pickup football game or or out on this you know on the sidewalk or out <laughs> in the trail riding or running. That, that brings a, a smile to my face because I know as a kid, I mean, I used to love bicycles. You know, I had, I could remember every bike that I've ever had in my life, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and, and there's something about getting on a bicycle that is, uh, it's freeing, you know, it, it gives yes. you that sense of transportation, I guess, the, the fact that you can go somewhere, you know, and yeah. it, it enlivens your soul, you know, and, and it, what's cool about mountain biking is like you said, we have some of the best terrain in the, in the United States right here in our backyard, literally, uh, you know, to, you know, to, to not only, you know, hike, but to bike, you know, and there's so right. many places you can go out and get kind of lost in the woods. Talk a little bit about, um, you know, why, you know, I guess why you like the, the sport of mountain biking and also, you know, some of your, maybe you can drop some, um, favorite places that you like to go. Okay. Yeah. It's like you said, um, mountain biking, it gives you a sense of freedom. Um, 
riding through the woods makes you feel like a kid again. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, there's always something new to learn, you know, I mean, um, you can have the fitness, but the skills, there's always something you can work on. Uh, I love technical riding. So I love to go to Davis, um, snowshoe, Slady Fork. Those are some of my favorite places to ride. And those are, um, epic West Virginia riding yeah. areas. Yeah, that's awesome. So Cassie, if you wouldn't mind, tell us a little bit about like, um, first of all, for the West Virginia Interscholastic Cycling League, how do kids get, how do kids get involved? If, if there's a parent listening out there saying, hey, I, I used to like to, to ride a bike. I, my kids got a bike, but they're not really riding too much. How do they get involved? How do you get them plugged in? Well, they can go to our website, WestVirginiaMTV.org. And we do have a Teams page where they can go and uh, look up. There's a map of the state and they can click on where the team that's closest to them. And then that it'll give them their information, head coach and team director information. They can reach out there or they could reach out to me, Cassie at WestVirginiaMTV.org. Yeah, because you got, I mean, you've got um, teams all across the state of West Virginia. It's not just in Morgantown. It's all across the, all across West Virginia. You said uh, 14 teams, I believe, right? Right. 14 teams throughout the state. That, that's we're awesome. Working, we're, we are looking to fill the gaps. So if there is anyone that is interested in getting this in your area, if you look at the map and there's not a team near you, we'd love to make that happen. It's pretty easy to start a team and uh, really two kids. Is a team, so. Oh wow, that's that's <laughs> yeah. super cool. What talk a little bit about getting started? Do you, I mean, does does a kid have to have a bike? I mean, do they have to have all the gear and equipment? Talk a little bit about what's involved there. <clears throat> well, it is nice if you do have a bike. Um, our kids come with bikes that have been sitting in the garage, you know, for years. Probably their parents' old bikes, and um, but and then usually that will get them into the league, and then they realize, well, maybe I'm, you know, I am into this. So let's go get an entry level bike at the bike shop. Um, there have been times when kids have needed a bike and then, you know, we reach out and the bikes are donated. You know, the community has been super supportive and donating bikes. And now the teams have established themselves and they also have loaner bikes. So people have donated uh, bikes to the teams very and cool. so a lot of our teams will have, you know, a, a loaner bike fleet of maybe five bikes. So if there's a kid that wants to do it, we don't want that to be a barrier yeah. of entry. So if there is someone that needs a bike, we want to make that happen for them. That's super cool. Well, one of the things I wanted to kind of pick your brain on, you know, um, you know, we talk a lot about the outdoor economy in West Virginia, tourism, um, you know, the opportunity to uh, have West Virginia as, you know, as a world-class destination for outdoor sports. Like I said, mountain biking, uh, skiing, we have uh, obviously uh, hiking and backpacking and uh, all these different right. amazing um, wonders that we have here in West Virginia. Our natural resources are phenomenal kayaking, you know, whitewater rafting, there's, you know, the list goes on and on. But one of the things that to me is, is really neat is to watch the evolution of equipment. You know, we talk about bikes and, you know, I remember back in the day the, the bikes were made of steel. Now they're made out of carbon fiber and titanium and all these different things. Talk a little bit about your experience and, and some of the things that you're seeing out there in terms of the, um, 
the technology and, and what's making it easier, I guess, to get out there and get, get moving. Right. Yeah. Um, the bike companies, they have come a long way. It used to be really hard to find a bike for youth that were suitable because they were just so heavy. Um, now they've, you know, improved in that way. Um, you know, just as technology with everything else, the bikes have just continued to improve. Um, lighter, faster, stronger. <laughs> lighter, more suspension. The front ends are slacked out a little bit more. We used to be more over the front wheel. Um, they've added dropper posts, which I feel like, in my opinion, has been one of the greatest things invented. <laughs> what, what is that um, exactly? It allows you to drop your seat so that you can really get lower on the bike and, you know, lower your center of gravity and also um, corner better, downhill better. So if you're usually if I'm standing or, you know, on the pedal standing, then my my seat is down. Yeah, yeah makes a big difference. Super cool. So you can while you're um, while you're actually riding, you could adjust the seat height, basically. Right. Yeah, right. That, that's really cool. Um, talk a little bit about, and I'd love to just pick your brain on this too, like the whole idea of e-mountain bike. I mean, they, they've got like pedal assist, e-motors, electronic motors mm -hmm. on a lot of these mountain bikes now. What's your what's your feeling on that? I love it. Um, I think if it gets you out in the woods and gives you the feeling that mountain biking gives me or, you know, these kids that were that are in the league, I think it's awesome. I've seen a lot of um, parents get e-bikes because, you know, it lets them ride with their kids. I mean, let's be real. A lot of our parents, they can't keep up with the kids. I mean, the kids just continue to get faster and yeah. um, it gives them an opportunity to be able to ride, you Super know, with cool. their kids again. Yeah. I have a, uh, I have a grandson now and, uh, for Christmas, we got him a, uh, one of these pedalless bikes. I mean, he's literally 16 months old, you know? So <laughs> oh yeah. The he's barely walking, bike. but you know, I was like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to get him this bike and get him moving and, you know, start teaching him balance and things because, you know, I think that, you know, you know, those, those motor skills that you're, that you learn balance and um, being able to make a turn and have, you know, being able to understand the the speed uh, to cornering ratio, you know, <laughs> it teaches you a lot yeah. about life, right? But the other thing that I'm interest, interested in learning too, I think um, just from, you know, owning a bicycle is, is not, um, not necessarily, um, you know, you just buy the bike and ride it, right? A mountain bike requires some maintenance and, and proper care. And it also teaches you, I think, um, <clears throat> the responsibility aspect of you owning this thing this vehicle basically that's going to get you to point a to point b and have a lot of fun but you also got to maintain it is that am i on point with that is that uh, one of the values that uh, that kids are learning too definitely yes we do our teams um our coaches like to do maintenance clinics and things like that it's something you know when they're out on the race course and they have a flat they need to know how to fix that flat um yeah. if they don't then <clears throat> One of our rules is if you get outside um, assistance, then that's a five minute penalty. So it's definitely worth um, the time and effort it takes to learn how to do something like that. And then also, you know, just regular maintenance, your chain, um, air pressure, all of those things are super important before you hit the trail. Yeah. And, you know, that's 
this is an editorial comment, but you don't learn those skills necessarily playing a video game, right? You got to get out <laughs> there and do it and move and, and have, uh, have a flat tire and understand the importance of <laughs> you know, how, to, how to get around uh, and do that, that whole thing. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Like so it usually idea. takes a first time flat for someone to really be interested in how, how to fix it. You know, I mean, and that's another sense of freedom. Um, if you learn how to, if you're out on the trail, I mean, you can be in the back country and have a flat, you know, just being able to fix that and get out of the woods. That's a sense of freedom itself. Yeah, absolutely. Cassie, I want to take a second just to mention our sponsors for Positively West Virginia, and they include the State Journal, WVNews.com and Interaction Media. The support we receive from these West Virginia companies allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia in nonprofit sector as well as business. Our guest today is Cassie Smith. She's the director of West Virginia Interscholastic Cycling League. Cassie, let's jump right back into it. What is the vision that you have for uh, your organization long term? How do you see that playing out? Um, I just want to keep growing and um, getting more kids on bikes. When we first started, we had 130 kids in the league. And then last year, our fourth year, we had close to 400. Wow. So, yeah, I just want to continue to grow. Um, how do you well, just, how do you attract new kids? How do you how do you get them? You know, how do you get the word out there? Well, our kids get the word out there. Yeah. <laughs> we just show our kids a good time, you know, with our practices and then the races. Our race events are not just race events. They're more like a festival. Um, you know, we come on Friday. We set up. Our team comes Friday. We set up. Saturday is an all-day. Um, we do a pre-ride, and then the kids hang out, camp, and then Sunday we race. So, for the kids, it's just a really good time. They go back and they tell their friends about it. And, um, you know, basically they're our advertisement. Yeah. I do outreach on trying to start new teams and things like that, but really our kids are our best advertising. Yeah. Well, you just, I think, you know, you hit the nail on the head. It's a whole experience for them. Right. And being able to have these events and getting them outside, getting them doing something fun like mountain biking, I think that's I think it's awesome. I think you're uh, you're onto something pretty big here. What's uh, what's one of the biggest challenges you face right now? Growth. <clears throat> one of our biggest challenges is growth and finding venues that will accommodate us. Um, you know, we have like I don't know. West Virginia DNR put a lot of money into our state parks and building um, beginner courses for our kids. And so that was awesome. Now we're finding that we're needing more parking and things like that. So just finding the venues that will accommodate the size and the growth of, you know, the people, the people that show up to these events. Absolutely. A couple of, couple of weeks ago on our mastermind uh, panel that we had, uh, back in December, we had uh, Senator Joe Manchin on, and he was talking about the bipartisan infrastructure bill for um, outdoor recreation that's moving through um, uh, Congress right now. And I uh, haven't gotten an update of where that stands, but in his mind, it was going to going to pass. And what it was going to do for especially rural communities like West Virginia, provide 
millions and millions of dollars for outdoor recreation opportunities and private partners, uh, private public partnerships like trail building and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I, I think about um, here in Morgantown, you're you're uh, based out of Morgantown as well. There's a lot of talk about the Ascend West Virginia program and and making trail access and building more trails in in Montegay County. Are you able to talk a little bit about that and what you see happening there? Uh, with regard to the trail building? Right. Yeah, it's super exciting. Um, there are there are programs and there's been grants and things that are going to allow trails to be built all over Morgantown. I think there's going to be a great transformation here in the next couple of years with um, the available trails, mountain bike trails all through the city and surrounding yeah, I think that I think that's super cool, and I think the 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 goal uh, from some of the Ascend West Virginia folks that we've talked with is uh, to have an interconnected network of trails. Like every neighborhood will be, you can just go to the end of your street and hop on a on a mountain bike trail. You know, get, yes. get somewhere. Yeah, it's, pretty, it's, I think that's pretty neat vision, actually. Oh, definitely. Every green space I think is supposed to have trails on it, and it's. I don't know if you've ever been to Bentonville, Arkansas, but I think I they're have. trying to model something like that. It's just amazing. Um, the trail network through the town and then it connects even different, you know, that connects towns even. And with the rail trail system that we have, I mean, there's so much opportunity for that. Yeah, absolutely. And that, you know, that, that brings up a good point, you know, even for a beginner cyclist, maybe, maybe they haven't been on a mountain bike and been in the, in the woods, but they can get started where they are with what they have. Right. You have a have a, a loaner bike or a, you know a hand me down bike. Get get out there and start moving. Get go on the rail trail. You know uh, this time of year, once the ice clears, you know get out there and start moving. I, I think it's a great uh, a great character building um, opportunity for for young people for sure. Definitely character building, Cassie. You know, leading an organization like this, having the passion, having the vision for it, and everything. I I think it's uh, you're to be commended. I, I think it's really cool. Share with us, um, you know, as a leader, one of your guiding principles of leadership, if you would. I, I would just love to get some insight on how you view leadership and uh, maybe share some thoughts on that with us. Okay. Um, yeah. So I just, I never envisioned myself being in this position, but um, one thing that I do, I like to listen to my team. I have a great uh, league staff that of about 30 people. And, you know, if I feel like I have a good idea, I take it to the team. If they, you know, don't think it's such a good idea, I try to listen, um, listening to them because they have a lot of, lot of value in, in, you know, the organization. And, um, I like to, you know, have like-minded people on my team, people who are passionate, passionate as I am, and yeah. that be the main um, reason for them to be involved. Yeah, that's great. I love that. And, uh, you know, I, I like the the idea of, of listening, you know, um, oftentimes um, people hear, but they're not listening, right? And listening takes mm-hmm. a, uh, a great de- degree of discipline. And I, I appreciate where you're coming from on that for sure, because, you know, on, honestly, you know, people want to hear, 
or they want to be heard, I should say. Right. Right. They want to be heard. And so, so as a leader, I think, you know, uh, being able to, to have that um, that ability and that talent to to really listen to people, I think, is is huge. What's one piece of advice, Cassie, that you would give to uh, young uh, young people that, um, you know, are thinking about, um, you know, being a part of, you know, your organization uh, from a perspective of, you know, getting involved, or maybe there's a parent out there listening, maybe they want to get involved. What's one piece of advice you would give them? I would say, um, if you think that you are not a mountain biker, or wouldn't be able to do this, then think again, because we we make mountain bikers out of just about anyone. <laughs> and um, if you like working with kids, you have a passion with that, then you will be great. We do um, training, we do skills clinics and things like that. And sometimes it's almost better to not have the experience um, of, you know, of mountain biking that maybe I would because it opens your eyes on how to teach the kids and coach the kids from a fresh perspective. Um, you know, I've ridden for years and I didn't really know how to break it down to show a kid how to do something. So being able to coach an athlete um, with a fresh perspective is really good. Yeah, I, I think that's super cool. And you said you've been riding for decades, right? I mean, you've been, I mean, honestly, yeah. you, you know, it doesn't look, you said you started when you were in college. And so if you say you've been riding for decades, you know, it looks like, you know, um, mountain biking has been very good to you. You you look, you look like you're in, in shape and fit. So I think that's Well, awesome. thank you. I, I feel fortunate that I found something that's so fun and I love that does and, you know, keeps me healthy as well. Yeah. So. I mean, that's, it's, uh, it's the best of both worlds for sure. What's one thing that, you do? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, and that is one other thing that sells this program, you know, Cycling is a lifetime sport. Yeah. It's not something that you do in high school. And then once you're finished in high school, then you're done. You know, I've, a lot of people continue to do it um, until they're my age yeah. <laughs> or even hopefully forever. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I, yeah, it's kind of, kind of neat when you go to, um, you know, go on vacation. Like we were down at Hilton head this, uh, this past summer and, uh, you just, so many retirees riding bikes. And I just love that, you know, and it's, uh, it is, it's something you can do lifelong as long as you can get mm -hmm. on a bike and keep your balance. I mean, keep, keep <laughs> yes. moving forward. You know, I think that's awesome. Yes. What's one piece, uh, or, uh, what's one thing that you do every day, Cassie, that you think, uh, contributes to your success? I think just reflecting on the positive impact that we've made on families, uh, I hear a lot that, you know, thank you so much for giving my kid this opportunity. It's changed his life. It's changed our lives. It's changed our family dynamic. It's getting families out um, doing things together, you know, and it's really building character for our athletes. Yeah. So one thing that I I'm curious, because you started this, um, I mean, technically it started back in 2017, but there was planning and organization and, and it was all you basically and, and your team around you that kind of got this thing moving. You know, if, if somebody's out there thinking about you know, starting a nonprofit organization, you know, whether it's mm -hmm. sports related or maybe it's community related, what's one piece of advice you would give somebody that is thinking about starting a nonprofit? What, what maybe give some in, insight uh, on things that uh, that they can do? 
I would pick something that you're really passionate about. Mm. Um, it makes it easier. Um, find a team that is as passionate as you are and just keep moving forward. Anytime you're overwhelmed, just take baby steps to get to the point of where you want to be. And eventually you'll wake up and it'll, it'll be real. <laughs> yeah. I think that's awesome. Cassie, one question I always like to ask folks, um, uh, whether they're a business uh, owner, uh, started a company, or they work in a nonprofit sector like you, uh, what's one book or podcast you'd recommend for people doing what you're doing? A book or a podcast? I'm going to say I'm reading a book now that was recommended to me. It's The Infinite Game, um, Simon Sinek. <laughs> and it's really eye-opening on when you're running a business, um, whether to have the infinite mindset or the finite mind mindset, um, they, it's best to have, um, instead of like an an end goal to have a vision of, you know, what your future is. And I mean, the league is exactly that, you know, instead of like just focusing on winning a race. It's just trying to focus on the end goal or the future to just yeah. continue to. Um, I think, I think that's a great book. Simon Sinek is a, is a favorite author of mine. Start with why is a great one. Infinite game is a book that I've read um, probably within the last I don't know, last year or so. So uh, I, I'm, as soon as you mentioned it, I'm like, yes, that's a great book, especially for what you're doing. You know, you think about, right. you know, a race has a start and a finish line, right? Uh, a business has, um, you know, the end of the month. We're always chasing the, the revenue for the end of the month, the, you know, the end of the quarter, the end of the year. How do we finish up? But but the infinite mindset really talks about, you know, what where are we going, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now? What right. what does this look like down, way down? It's We're not being governed and boxed in by a beginning and an end. It's infinite. Right. So I think that's that's a great recommendation. I don't think that one's been recommended yet. So we have uh, on our uh, resources page at PositivelyWV.com, we have every book and podcast that anybody's recommended. So we'll make sure your recommendation's on there too, Okay, Cassie. great. Thank you. Yeah, and a, and a link that folks can just click and uh, get that book and, and so forth. So that's great. Cassie, we've covered a lot in our interview here. I've learned a lot about you and, and your organization, uh, what you're trying to do with getting kids on bikes and, and getting them moving and building more teams across the state. We've got 14 teams, 400-some kids you know, in, in your league now. That's incredible. Uh, is there anything else you think our listeners should know about you personally or your story? Um, just, you know, that it's – the West Virginia NICA is a great organization. Uh, as I said earlier, you know, if you don't think that you're a good fit for it, then talk to me because I will convince you otherwise. <laughs> um, it's the most rewarding thing that you'll ever be a part of. Honestly, seeing the kids progress and build character through mountain biking is just one of the most rewarding things. I'm also a coach on the local Morgantown team, and that's really the most rewarding thing for out of all of this. So, um, becoming a coach is super rewarding and, um, that's I appreciate really the opportunity. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. You know, I think, um, what you're doing too, Cassie is, 
is not only are you you know talking about the infinite game, right? Not only are you affecting these young people, these kids and, and teenagers, getting them uh, involved with cycling sort of in a, on a formal level where they can be part of a team and compete and go out on trail rides with their friends and whatnot. But I think that you're also um, helping to build the uh, the talent, the intellectual capacity for our outdoor economy. You know, if we get these kids to to get involved in mountain biking uh, and say, hey, maybe I can start a, you know, a an outfitter or a, a guide service or, you know, some one of the ancillary support. Maybe I maybe I can start a, a bed and breakfast right on the trail and and have bikes right. and, and, and these kids can stay here and find really, really meaningful work and purposeful work without having to leave West Virginia to go find a career. And that, that's what we're all about here is uh, fostering entrepreneurship and encouraging kids that there's there's a whole world right here in West Virginia uh, for right. business opportunities. And I think what you're doing is uh, is building those kids, uh, fueling their passions and and giving them a, a glimpse as to what could be. Well, thank you. Yeah, the possibilities are endless. That's for sure. And um, even if we retain, you know, 50 percent of the kids that we get on bikes awesome. and, you know, if they become lifelong cyclists, then we've done what we, we've set out to do. So I think that's awesome. Very cool. Thank you. As we close out our time, Cassie, how can our listeners learn more about the uh, West Virginia uh, NICA and even perhaps uh, get in touch with you? What's the best way to do that? Okay. Well, they can go to our website at West Virginia that's spelled out and then mtb.org, or they can reach out to me, Cassie at West Virginia mtb.org. Awesome. And we'll make sure we have uh, links to all that in the show notes section and on the Facebook Live as well. Cassie, it's been a a real honor to have you on the show today. I think what you're doing is amazing and really excellent work. And I just want to encourage you to keep it up. Well, thank you, Jim. I love it. I could tell. Thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. You're a blessing to these young people for sure and for our state. Folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia as we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the mountain state, just like my new friend Cassie Smith of the West Virginia (laughs) Interscholastic Cycling League. Uh, Our hope is that we in some way equipped you and inspired you with her story. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website at positivelywv.com. And of course, we appreciate your comments, your reviews on uh, iTunes and and uh, on the podcast and everything like that. And and just uh, in the encouragement you guys send us as well. Thank you for that. And of course, we love it uh, when you guys share these stories on your social media channels and help us get the, the, you know, the word out there about Cassie Smith and others that are on the show each week. And be sure to check out our weekly show, the PWV Small Business Mastermind, every Friday from 11 a.m. to noon, where we bring a panel of business experts from around the mountain state each week to help small business leaders succeed. Positively, West Virginia is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can learn more about our mission of advancing small business, entrepreneurship, leadership, and nonprofit sector at uh, in West Virginia at PositivelyWV.com. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, including our producer today, Mr. Hampton Hill, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia. <laughs>